0: Amen. This is the day the Lord has made and we are going to do what? And be glad in it. Amen. Let's turn to our scriptures for today and we are reading from Matthew chapter 21 from verse 1 to 3 and then 6 to 11. Are you ready? Okay, let's go. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt The whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Amen. Who is this? It is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Today is Palm Sunday. It is the day that marks Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem as we have just read. And from that story that we read, there were two large crowds of people, as mentioned in the Scripture. There were those in the city of Jerusalem because of the upcoming festivals, and then there was a large crowd that was following Jesus. Those in the city of Jerusalem, on seeing the large crowd approaching, were asking, What is happening? What is this commotion? And on realizing that it was about an individual, they asked, Who is this? The New Century Version says, Who is this man? The crowd that was following and accompanying Jesus responded by saying, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. The crowd following Jesus had a limited understanding of who he was. And because of the limited, limited understanding, they were quickly swayed and turned around. And a few days from that day, these same crowds were paying for His blood and were shouting, Crucify Him! Crucify Him! And we too, if we do not have a fuller understanding of who Jesus is... When faced with trials and temptations and the storms of life, we can be swayed and we can be blown away. All that the crowds knew was that he was a prophet, but he was more than a prophet. He was much, much more than a prophet from Galilee. And by the way, being a prophet from Galilee was not much to speak of. Because if you remember what Philip said, can anything good come from Nazareth? And today we will answer that question that was asked on that first Palm Sunday 2,000 years ago. Who is this? Who is this man? Today we will discover who Jesus is. And that is the title of my message, Discovering Who Jesus Is. Discovering Who Jesus Is. This is the year of discovery and we are on a journey Of discovery. We have learned such great lessons so far from the great men and women who have graced this pulpit. Haven't you been blessed with all that we have received? Let's appreciate all those who have come so far. God is so good to us. What does discover mean? It means to make known or visible, to obtain sight or knowledge. Of something, to find out, to dig up. Who did Jesus say he was? Other people said many things about him but who did he say he was? What did he say about himself? So let's dig up from the scriptures and look at different things that Jesus said about himself so that we may discover who he is. In John chapter 6 and verse 35, he declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the bread of life, Jesus said. And when he said this, this was after feeding 5,000 men with five loaves and two fishes. This is not including the women and the children. This is at the beginning of this chapter Chapter 6, the scripture says that the next day the crowds came looking for him, not because they understood the miracle that, that they had just experienced, but because they had eaten bread to their fill and they wanted more. They wanted to be given bread because Jesus had been talking about bread that was from heaven. And in response to this, when they asked, give us this bread you're talking about, bread from heaven, that's when he said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Bread is very basic. We have expressions like the breadwinner. And even in the Lord's prayer, Jesus taught us to pray, give us this day our daily bread. In the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5, Jesus taught, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So every hungering soul and every thirsting spirit is fulfilled when we come to Christ. Who is this man? Jesus said in 8 chapter, John chapter 8 and verse 12, when he spoke and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. John chapter 8 and verse 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What is happening here? In chapter 7, Jesus is attending the festival of tabernacles in Jerusalem, and there is a big debate that is ensuing. If you read it from verse 25 all the way to verse 52 of chapter 7, there is a big debate. Everyone is asking, who is this man? There is a lot of confusion about who he is. And if you read the last verse of chapter 7, verse 53, it says, they all went home. It's like they couldn't agree. They didn't know what to say about this man, Jesus. So they just went home. There was no conclusion to the point. So we pick up the story in chapter 8. Chapter eight. And as if Jesus, to bring clarity to the matter, he stands up and says, I am the light of the world. The, follow, the, the previous day, as we have seen, There was a lot of confusion about who he was. But when he came back to the temple the following day, he made it clear who he was. And he said, I am the light of the world. Without light, we cannot see. But with light, we can see clearly. And we can be confident as we walk. Is there confusion and lack of direction in your life? He is your light. Let him illuminate you and bring light into your life. As we follow Christ, we will no more walk in darkness and confusion, but the path before us will be illuminated and the way ahead will be made clear. Who is this man? They asked. In John chapter 10 and verse nine, Jesus said, I am the gate and whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. This is found in John chapter 10 and verse 9. And Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees. Now these same Pharisees, in the previous chapter, chapter 9, had just thrown out the man who was born blind and had been healed by Jesus. They threw him out of the synagogue because of what he understood about Jesus. They threw him out because of what he testified concerning Jesus. And because it did not fit into their religious structure, their religious mold, they threw him out. And so Jesus is addressing these same Pharisees and telling them, I am the gate, and whoever enters through me will be saved. Now, the gate was a small opening into the sheep's pen. The sheep were normally. It was a sheep's pen was normally around a round enclosure made of piled stones about four to five feet high with a very small opening where the sheep would squeeze through. This opening was called the gate. It was the only entrance for the sheep into the pen. So the shepherd would bring his sheep and they would enter. Through a very narrow gate. And Jesus is saying, I am the gate for the sheep. There is no other way to come to that place of salvation other than through the gate. Jesus Christ in Acts is, is the only way, and in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, it says that there is salvation in no other other than Jesus Christ. The Pharisees could throw out the man born blind out of their synagogue but they could not throw him out of the kingdom of God, of which Christ is the gate. Christ is the gate, and there is no other way to the Father other than through him. It is only when we enter through Jesus as our gate that we are assured of salvation. It is not religion, it is not good works, it is not self-denial or any other such thing, it is only Jesus who is this man in John chapter 10 and verse 14 and 15 Jesus said I am the good shepherd I know my sheep and my sheep know me just as the father knows me I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep this is the same conversation that Christ is having From when he said, I am the gate, now he goes further and says, I am the good shepherd. Now as we talked about the shepherd and the gate, the shepherd would stand astride at the gate and the sheep would pass between his legs and he would count them as they passed and inspect them for any wounds and any injuries as they entered into the pen. And after getting the sheep into the pen for the night, the shepherd would lay across the entrance and be the gate. Being a physical barrier to, uh, to prevent any other thing from coming to harm the sheep. And he would lie across the entrance. And Jesus says in that verse that we have just read, And I lay down my life for the sheep. A practical illustration of what he was saying, the people who were listening to him would have understood exactly what he was talking about. Because the shepherd would lie across the entrance and Jesus would lay down his life for the sheep. And Jesus here is saying that he is the good shepherd. He has laid down his life for you and for me. He's generally concerned about you and he wants to clean you up, he wants to inspect you, and see where you are hurting, and see where you are wounded, and heal you. David in the Old Testament had a glimpse of this when he penned down Psalms 23 and said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, and you know the rest of it. This is an illustration of who Jesus is. The good shepherd said that his sheep know his voice, and though they know him and he knows them, do you know the voice of your shepherd? In John chapter 10 and verse 28, Jesus says, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one shall snatch them out of my hand. Nothing can snatch you out of the hand of the Lord. It doesn't matter what you face, nothing can snatch you out of His hand. As we grow in our knowledge of Christ, as our shepherd, knowing His voice more and more, we'll be more and more assured of His care, His protection, and His provision. Who is this man? In John 11 25, Jesus said, To her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will never, will live even though they die. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. Jesus is talking to Martha. Because here Lazarus, the brother of Martha and Mary, had fallen sick. But Jesus does not come immediately when he is called, but he stays two more days before coming to Bethany. And by the time Jesus comes, Lazarus has died I and mean, been in the tomb for four days. And when he gets there, he meets Martha and then later on meets Mary. And this is what he had told Martha I am the resurrection and the life. The fear of death has been conquered. Death has been conquered because Jesus is a resurrection. In Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, it says that the the enemy had kept people bound by the fear of death. But Jesus has set us free. And as believers, Revelations 12 and verse 11 teaches us that we love not our lives even unto the death. What is it that has died in your life? Last week, Pastor Nelson taught us about dreams. What dreams do you have that have died? Don't give up the Lord's dream and vision that are lying dead. Let them be resurrected and brought back to life, and you can dream again. John 11 and verse 4, and then verse 40 says, When they heard this, Jesus said, This sickness is not unto death. No, it is for the glory of God, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. And then in verse 40 he says, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Death does not have the final say. I said death does not have the final say, because all things work together for good, for the glory of God. So keep believing. There is hope of eternity for whoever believes in Jesus Christ. Their sting has been broken and the grave no longer has the victory. We have nothing to fear. Who is this man? In John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus answered and said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Here Jesus is with his disciples in the upper room having their evening meal, what we would call the Last Supper. He has washed his disciples' feet and has predicted his betrayal. And he is telling them that he is going to the Father to prepare a place for them. And he says, you know where I am going? But Thomas asks and says, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? This is just a few moments, a few hours before Jesus is crucified and taken away from them, yet they still do not understand. There is hope for all of us. Amen? Amen? So Jesus explains to them and says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What does way mean? It is direction. The course traveled from one place to another. He is the way. What does truth? What is truth? There is only one truth. There cannot be many truths. There is only one truth, and that is Jesus Christ. And anything that contradicts what he says in his word is false, no matter how good it may sound. Let me say that again. There is only one truth, and that truth is Jesus Christ. Anything else that contradicts what he says is false, no matter how good it may sound. And in this day there are so many voices, and I thank God for what Club is doing, that the teenagers may hear loud and clear the voice of God, for that is where the truth is. And so must all of us. And he is the life. This speaks not just of eternal life, but the abundance of life even here. In John 10:10, Jesus said, The thief comes but to steal kill and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it in abundance. It is only through Jesus that we can have a restored relationship with the Father, calling him Abba, Father. Who is this man? John 15 and verse 5, Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me, And I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. As they continued in the upper room, Jesus continues to speak to his disciples right through the end of chapter 14 and into chapter 15. And in verse 5, you have just read that he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Away from Jesus, away from connect- connection with him, we cannot do anything. We have to remain in him. We, Who we are and what we have is drawn from our connection with Christ, our identity is found in Christ, our usefulness in the kingdom is dependent on our connection with Him. It is only by remaining in Christ that we can be productive. Apart from Christ, our lives would just be a meaningless existence but in Him we have vision, in Him we have purpose, in Him we have the potential to bear much fruit. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, so it is up to us to remain connected to remain in him it's not just a matter of saying the sinner's prayer once and then going on to live on with your life the way you've always done there must be fruit there must be change there must be a transformation there must be fruit worthy of repentance it is only by remaining in Christ that we can be productive. Apart from Christ, our lives are a meaningless existence. But in Him, we have vision and purpose with a potential to bear fruit. So who is this man that they were making noise and shouting and running all over the place about? Who is he? He is the bread of life. He is your bread of life. He is my bread of life. Who is this man? I am the light of the world. He is your light. He is my light. Who is this man? He is the gate that through which we enter through. Who is this man? He is the good shepherd who watches over us and cares for us, and tends for us. Who is this man? He is the resurrection and the life. Who is this man? He is the way, the truth, and the life. Who is this man? He is the vine to whom we are all attached, and through him we bear much fruit. There is a thread that weaves through each of these statements that Jesus made. They are not just random statements that he made. If you look at them and study them out, there is a pattern that weaves across all of them. And I've summarized them in this paragraph. Jesus invites us to come and follow him. And enter into his sheep pen. He wants you and I to know His voice, so that we may continually believe in Him. He has made a way for us to come back to the Father and be a part of the Father's kingdom. And as we remain in Him, we will have vision, we will have purpose, and we will bear much fruit. This is the whole point of what Jesus was telling us of who he is, who is this man. Let us all stand in his presence. So Jesus invites all of us to come and follow him, to enter into his sheep pen, He wants you and I to know his voice, that we may continually believe, because believe and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. So we need to be continually hearing, so that we may continually be believing. He has made a way for us to come back to the Father. And as we remain in him, you will have vision and purpose and will bear much fruit. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, my Father, that we shall not go hungry, but that we shall be satisfied. Lord, we thank you that you are the light of the world, that, Lord, we do not need to wander in confusion and in darkness, O oh God. We thank you that you are the gate through which we can enter in and find rest and pasture lord we thank you that you have taken us as the good shepherd and lord you care for us you are watching over us oh god lord we thank you that you are the resurrection and the life and that in you we can have hope of eternity my father those things that have died in our lives my father we thank you that death does not have the final say but jesus you have the final say for you shall resurrect those things that concern us oh god lord we want to thank you that you are the way, you are the truth, and that you are the life, oh God. My Father, we thank you that truth, we are being founded and grounded on truth, oh God. And Lord, we thank you that you are the vine and that we are the branches. And as we stay attached to you, my God, we, my Father, have a renewed vision, renewed purpose, my God, and that we are productive in your kingdom and that we are bearing much fruit. Lord, we thank you, we bless you, and we honor you, oh God. Hallelujah.